0: Alright, uh, this one is going to be focused on giving some rules of thumb to people who are just about to start their PhD. I got invited to uh, these usual sessions that the university organizes, where I remember when I started, we had a proper PhDs are at the final stages, kind of giving us tips and tricks, but I won't be able to attend it So I'm going to uh, have a little conference from the Royal Geographical Society about uh, expeditions, because I'm kind of gathering that if I uh, have this skill of not dying in the wild as a as an ultra runner maybe there's jobs going to you know, get data for people but it's early days so i'll we'll figure out what happens with that but that's why i won't be able to go back to manchester for the the date tell the, the starting PhDs to be you know careful about such and such yeah. but i remember it's important because i I still remember one of the guys said, you know, he had PhD guilt if he didn't work on the PhD for a while. That's why one of the rules of thumb for me has been to almost every day do something for the PhD. It doesn't matter how big, but just a bit. So you get the monkey off your back. So then you scale it appropriately and you see which time of the day you're most productive in. right? I've, uh, I've been diagnosed with ADHD so you know for me it comes and goes but my attention is uh, very good in the morning first thing you now the coffee quality writing session I used to do long ones and then I would burn out but I might not be like that for everyone that doesn't have a shorter attention span but I noticed for me it was uh, I used to have to do an hour and a half now I do half an hour. Uh, it's obviously different things, but just write. End of the day, it's a it's a writing project. Yeah, so you want to have stuff that you you're writing, rewriting, because then it helps you. Like for example, now I'm preparing for my final annual review before the final stretch, and I've been organizing everything I've done in one digital whiteboard so i've been looking at how my ideas evolved over the last five years being able to go back through drafts has been helpful and then in addition to the drafts i'd recommend memoing even if you're doing quantitative research because you would be told that memos research memos are a part of qualitative methods blah blah just like Rigorous note-taking, keeping track of things outside of your head is like the number two tip, I guess. You know, the first one was just to find the time to write. So, I mean, I, I do this on a, the app called Trello, because it's easy to type notes, quick ones as well, because a memo doesn't need to be long. and. I think this is what I've been realizing with memos. is just like kind of the acknowledgement that some of the ideas pop up and just burst into your attention kind of seemingly out of nowhere, but it's, you know, you use methods, you do loads of stuff that like at some point it just pops up. But again, some of the tips I give might be too pragmatic because I'm a, an applied researcher in the day job. Yeah, you know, still. I would say, note-taking, as if you're in the field all the time. Uh, I mean, I can probably an extreme version of that, because I also keep track of what I'm doing every hour. I'm doing it for a little longer than the PhD. It's, uh, it's a tool from a guy called Cal Newport. He had a book about how to stay productive in a distracted age, and again, you know, finding out that my distractions are very harmful to me. I was trying it out. So you basically write out what you want to do by the hour. It gives you something to take off that you've done. But you don't use it as like a punishment task list, but just to determine your capacity. So that if you don't, if something new pops up, you got to let go of being able to do something else on the on the list for the day. And then over time you become a lot better at scheduling tasks for yourself because you get good at determining your bandwidth. Uh, now, this makes me think about another tip which is you know, finding some principle of uh, organizing your work rather than just working is great. Uh, I got lucky to get introduced to Working in agile scrum settings with digital people, you know, programmers, they have to scope their work, you know, score it, how much it's gonna be, how long it's gonna take as separate processes and creating backlogs of things and then massaging them through a process of chunking and doing things one at a time. So I do that, you know, my, my memos go from a rough idea on a to-do list, a long one that I keep as a backlog, and then and what I'm doing, then I refine them as I go along, and then I apply them, I treat uh, an article I would have read and kept notes on Trello the same way, and it just moves into a Kanban board. If you're not familiar with countdown, have a Google of what it is as a simple you know to do doing done process where you try to minimize the work that you have going on and in doing so that you can focus Uh, i guess ultimately that process clicked for me when i read a book called the knowledge creating company it's a Nonaka is the guy who wrote it. He was talking about how knowledge goes from implicit to explicit, from tacit to explicit. And I think that's where I realized, otherwise I get really frustrated having ideas I can't communicate well. And which I think when you're starting the PhD, you have loads of. It's you kind of have that seed of what you want to do. But you gotta learn how to, formalize that and communicate so that others understand it so I'm trying to find a process and then I obviously go through multiple drafts of writing with my supervisors which should make you think about how you can manage your supervisors who are busier than me if you expect them to always be guiding you at some point the, you know, the rules flip a bit so the 1st they'll probably be guiding you a lot, but then eventually, you just have to give them something to work with rather than just chat or just, like well, it needs to be explicit, it needs to be drafts. You just write and they critique. And it's, like, it's a writing gig. And I say this because, you know, again, I struggle with sitting down to write. An ultra runner, I have a full-time job. Sitting down to write is difficult, that's why. I do, but if you're doing a full-time PhD, you know, just write. <laughs> what else is helpful? Uh, it's not helpful to. Like I got a friend who I was asking whether I should start a PhD, and he spent three hours telling me why I shouldn't because it's so difficult, and blah blah. But it's like if you started, this is why you want to do it. You don't want it to be easy it's a it's a tough mind-altering thing that doesn't mean you shouldn't accept it as that which i had to accept Uh, like i didn't know i had adhd until i started this i didn't know i need to do yoga and meditation and all that stuff just to chill me out when i'd get like so worked up when i'm writing it's great it's exciting but it's it can burst over and so many of us treat mental activity as if it's like this separate thing and then everybody that's in academia is like oh i'm anxious i'm whatever like no fucking shit it's a tough job it's really tough like i i don't think i'll make it in academia like let's we'll see but you know it's difficult it's a difficult job so but again you kind of wanted it to be difficult Mm-hmm. what else could be helpful nice. Nice. I mean I wish there was more explicit talk about like how does the whole thing work cause that that's not a part of what you learn like you learn the, the written stuff like you get training but how does it work to be a scientist? Like I didn't know that you didn't have to be an academic to be a scientist. And there is practical roots, like I'm a chartered scientist now, I've gone and got my accreditation from the science council, it means a lot to me. It's not just an academic thing, but science, you can part- participate. Like How do you participate in the fields you're interested in outside of the PhD? Like Pick the conferences you wanna go to and go See the people and find the role models. Like I got exposed to my PhD area by my previous job, and then I kind of volunteered for a digital for a, for a website and went to the conference to write stuff for them. At the first conference I was at, I was like mesmerized. Like the people I had read and I saw them, and personally, it was like wow you know then i was able to present bits of my phd to those people it's, it's nice it's very good so think about role models uh, you know don't be anti-scientific by becoming ideological because your favorite superstar academic said something I, I had to flip my views a lot about some of the work that the people i initially was following you know i kind know of what i thought their work is about, and then you get deeper into the topic, and you see the debates. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'd I'd say use the the doctoral training to write about the PhD. Like right? they might give you silly assignments, but use your use write it for your PhD. Like even the like the quantitative one, they tend to give you data, you have to make up you know the stuff behind the data. So make it a. it's about your PhD, like keep focusing on it, like what is it about? Uh, And then the parts that you find the most interesting, be open to understanding more about like how you can answer questions that you've got methodologically better. Like I thought I'd be doing a mixed method study about something that's kind of more experiential and subjective and you would find out that it's difficult to do objectively, quantitatively, which is not impossible. And then you learn the quality of the research isn't this like mystical thing. It's a well-developed set of, of tools as well that you're gonna learn. Uh, so let the, the experienced people show you what's available to you before committing too hard too quickly because you know that i know contradicts itself with the, you know you need to be writing but you're always going to throw away some of the writing anyway but you just need to make explicit from tacit you know so that you can see where where you're leaning and what you need to learn i didn't think the. i mean for me i just couldn't believe how much i enjoyed the Philosophy uh, training, and uh, it's been you know, it's stuck with me. I would say because pe- people I-, I noticed like a lot of people find that actually kind of anxiety inducing because you know, philosophy shows you the questions we still have open or tries to problematize things into you know, how do you know you're you? And you go, like What? That- I didn't know that was a problem. So, I would say, read the reading list. To give you a breadth breadth of exposure and if you want to because it's difficult to organize yourself because there is it's more broad than science but read the reading list from a to z like as it's given that's what i did because i was like well this is going to be confusing what do i do how do i put order to this just read the whole reading list and you can get a lot of that stuff on audiobooks philosophy is way better as audio like that's how I deal with it. I, I run or I walk and I listen to philosophy because otherwise, sitting and reading that stuff, it wasn't even like some of it was probably not intended to be written because it's old discourse stuff like talking. Uh. And I mean, just read philosophy. It's, I'd recommend to everyone, like, remember this is a it's supposed to be a doctor of philosophy you get at the end. You know, I know we focus on our practical stuff like oh Yo, you're in the business school, you know, you're gonna study this and this. La 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 la. When else in your like life are you gonna be justified in going back and talking to dead people? You know. I mean philosophers, right? Uh, what else could be helpful? Uh, get good at getting feedback and integrating it into the piece like how the hell are you gonna be an expert like getting the feedback of experienced people like your supervisors and your reviewers seriously when they give you feedback and give you something to read go and read it they're probably right because you don't know yet I mean it's difficult but uh, it's going to help you out because I get a sense of, ac- of accomplishment and finality if I definitely find out by myself if something is definitely wrong, right? It's good to get that feeling because it's finality. You definitely cocked it up. Uh, and then you can move on. But think about how much of a waste of time exploring these dead ends would be. And if you don't have the time, trust the people ahead of you and again those people ahead of you might not be living people they could be philosophers that struggle with those questions and they said ah we don't know <laughs> it's going to be difficult to tell and then you get more comfortable with uncertainty because i think there's an underlying theme of the phd which is you get more comfortable with not knowing Alright, if anyone wants to get in touch with me, please do, uh, if you hit the wall and you just need to talk to someone, I'm here, because uh, you know that's happened to me along the journey, other PhDs, we always support each other, because as much as your topic is yours and unique contribution, the process is familiar to us all. all right.